Kenny Garrett, and I'm the pastor of the General Baptist Church, God's House of Prayer, located in Fairborn, Ohio, and I thank you for joining us for this special message from the church. Job chapter 2, verse 3. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him, to destroy him without cause. In this time that we're going through right now, where statistics and numbers are placed on a screen daily, and it's all we hear about in the news and on the internet, it uh, seems like we can be lost in the shuffle of what's going on and feel uh, like just another number on a report. The Democrats, the Republicans in Washington seek to divide us even through this pandemic with uh, different things that they wish to enact in order to help us out. So as Washington divides us, we must remember what the Word of God says in Acts chapter 17, verse 26 says, And hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation. So when you feel depressed and depersonalized and dehumanized, uh, there's no feeling that's more aggravating than that, and that's exactly how the devil wants you to feel, that you do not matter much to anyone and that you do not matter much to God. And the devil knows that little by little, the more you're beat down by the world, the more you'll start to think that you don't matter to anyone at all. But the Bible says that you matter to God, that he knows everything about you. He knows you by name. He knows exactly what you're going through and where you're hurting, what's going on in your life, and the cares and the troubles that you carry with you. He sees you and he sees your uh, load and your stress and he cares for you. And there's no detail in your life that God is not interested in. He knows absolutely everything. In Psalms chapter 139, it says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compasseth my past and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is a high, I cannot attain unto it. The Bible says that God knows something about you that even you do not know. Now, can you imagine that? Someone that's more concerned about your well-being and your state of affairs and who you are as a person more than yourself. That's how God cares for us and loves us. In Matthew chapter 10, it says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. And that's how much God cares about his children and loves his people. He knows absolutely everything there is to know. 
The Bible tells us that he goes out of his way to care for us uh, when we need it. He's more willing uh, to do for you today what he did for the woman at the well in Samaria. We find that in John chapter 4. It says, He left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. He didn't have to go that way, but Christ, uh, the Bible records that Christ needed to go through Samaria. So in, in other words, Christ intentionally went out of his way and went through Samaria to interact with the woman at the well that very day. He spoke to her. She had been searching for answers. She had been searching for something in her life to satisfy her. The Bible goes on to say, Then say, saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Clearly she had no idea who Christ was or what he was about that day, Uh, but Christ knew who she was, and Christ knew that she had a need, one that needed to be met that day. So you and I are oftentimes much like the woman at the well, where we don't know exactly what God is working to our benefit or working out because he loves us. Uh, We face things, uh, tribulations and stresses and times uh, that are ever growing. It seems like we just need to turn on the news and realize uh, how serious the time that we live in is. But the good news is that we don't have to know what Christ is up to. You and I can rest assured knowing that he is working all things together for our good. The Bible then goes on to say, The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands. And he he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that saidest thou truly. You see, this woman had had five husbands, and the man she was living with now was not her husband. And it's evident, as we read this woman's story, that things uh, had not been going right in her life. She had been looking everywhere and anywhere all of her life for answers and fulfillment. And she's not so different uh, from you and I. Before we came to know the Lord, we were in the world doing our own thing, oblivious really, uh, to what we really needed. We were searching for fulfillment anywhere and everywhere, just like the woman uh, at the well. And even though maybe you and I didn't live in the same way uh, that this woman lived, we're all still guilty of more than our share of sin and You know, going to church and being around Christians 
sometimes they tend to judge others and think that what they've done is somehow not as bad as a as another person's sin. Uh, but the truth is, the Bible says that sin is sin. When we come to Jesus, none of us are worthy, and we come as filthy rags. But we can praise God with a loud voice and rest assured that the blood of Christ washes us whiter than snow. It's when we stop trying to find the answers and fulfillment that we're looking for on our own and worship God every day, in every moment, we worship Christ and rest in Him and what He can do for us alone, that's when we find complete forgiveness and the peace we're looking for. He doesn't come condemning us like the condemner and the world does. He offers something to us that no one else can offer, and that's forgiveness. He did this for the woman at the well, and he'll meet us where we are and offer us complete forgiveness and no condemnation. Your sins and mine are forgiven, never to be remembered again. All of humanity matters to Christ. The woman at the well, in spite of all she had done, still mattered to Christ. He needed to go that way that day to minister to her, to show her love and to show her that he knew more than just her name and who she was. He knew everything about her. And indeed, after she met Christ, the Redeemer, she was transformed. It goes on, the Bible goes on to say, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, come, see a man which told me all things that I ever I did is not this the Christ. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. The world had made her seem like she was less than. But because Jesus had went out of his way that day, he turned her world around with forgiveness. He treated her like she was somebody. She was no longer ashamed. She went into the city and told everyone she knew what had happened that day. You know, the Bible talks about this in um, stunning ways that it's just not uh, tied up. You, you and I, as as modern Christians, sometimes get tied up in our sins being forgiven. And while that is a wonderful, wonderful thing, there's also a repentance that the thief, who's guilty of stealing, is saved and then res- and then steals no more, and that is a transformed life. It's something that we should not be silent about. You know, the church as a whole is very eager to talk about the sins of everyone else and very slow uh, to talk about their own sins, and that ought not to be so. Uh, We should be ever ready to give our testimony, to stand up for what God has done in our lives, that these changes that become us uh, are not, we don't do that on our own. And it's no longer a conversation about comparing sin where one person's sin is worse than the other and uh, who are you to tell me that I need to find Christ it becomes a conversation about being born again that someone who doesn't know Christ needs a new life Christ had plans for the woman of the well that day and he has plans for you too in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 
we find it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Everything about Christ and what he offers to all who choose to come to know him is, is an excellent new life. And that's exactly how he wants, you, how he wants to treat you uh, as well. Christ came down from his home in heaven and died on a cross so that you and I could have complete forgiveness from sin and all the benefits that his finished work on the cross has made possible. So you and I matter uh, more than matter to Christ. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. We are not just numbers on a graph or statistics on a screen. Faces in the crowd. We are someone to Christ. He knows you by name, even by the number of hairs on your head, and he loves you and cares for you uh, more than you may know. Even if, even if you have made a mess of your life, he can help meet your every need. He wants you to enjoy the abundant life that he's promised to all people. Christ already knows your name. I urge you, as you're listening to this, if uh, that you get to know him as well and find the peace and the answers that you're looking for today. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, as we come into thine divine and holy presence, Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us, um, the times that you have brought us to uh, up until now, Lord. We know uh, that the Bible says that you've chosen the time and place which we live. And we pray now, Lord, that you just bless us as we face an uncertain, stressful time in human history, Lord. We pray uh, that you lead us and guide us. Be with our leaders, uh, that they make sound decisions. Be with the doctors, the nurses, all the hospital staff that are on the front line of what's going on today, Lord. Be with the families and those that are sick. We know that all healing comes from you. We pray, Lord, that you draw us closer in this time. Help us to show the love that you showed us to our other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, humanity as a whole, Lord. Let us be a salt and light in the earth and uh, give us the words to speak in the times appointed that we might minister to people. Uh, that don't know you, and we will never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.